I think that it's time for me to get back into Animal Crossing. There are no delays for Nintendo, according to Nintendo, and we've got Ninjala nonsense to talk about. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, By the way, Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in over at my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you haven't already gone over there and clicked the follow button, please do. It really does help out. And uh, this episode and all episodes of Nintendo Switchcraft is made possible by patrons who are just like you and who get all of my content without any ads in it. Uh, And if you want to, if that sounds good, if that sounds appealing, head on over to my Patreon, which you can find over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Oh, Pac-Man, I'm beat. And I'm hungry. Thank goodness for Pac-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. I have to be honest, before I get started on the show, um, I have to be honest about Animal Crossing. I have not touched Animal Crossing in roughly a month. I haven't played it at all in June, and probably about five days before the end of June, uh, so at the very tail end of May, I just stopped playing. I, I, I haven't been playing, and it's not because it's a bad game. It's because I felt like I kind of did really what I set out to do. Even though I did not get a blue rose, I was trying to do all of this gardening stuff in order to get a blue rose. But I, I found that I was I was playing compulsively, and like I was just logging in and wandering around and doing stuff. And mostly, I would just go water my plants and shut the game off. Um, but you know, they just made an announcement that has got me interested in playing Animal Crossing again. Uh, this was tweeted out by Tom Nook, which I, I love that. I love that Tom Nook has taken over the Animal Crossing uh, Twitter account, and he says, "Cool off, cool off this summer by diving into the Animal Crossing New Horizons free summer update Wave One, arriving on July 3rd. Put on your wetsuit." and dive and swim in the ocean and even meet new characters. Stay tuned for info on Wave 2 planned for release in early August. So what exactly are we going to be seeing in this uh, free summer update? Well, this was actually kind of data mined already, uh, but basically you can now go into the ocean, dive in, and uh, the ocean opens up, and now you can swim around and dive down to the to the bottom and start finding sea creatures like sea anemone, an- anemones, I probably said that wrong, uh, starfish and stuff like that, and then bring it to the museum. And it's going to add that in, in with all of the other sea creatures that you've been able to find. And I think that that's really awesome. It gives us yet another thing to do. It's weird. I saw... Um, what did I see? I saw a, a, a post on Reddit the other day saying that Animal Crossing needs more content. I have put hundreds of hours into Animal Crossing, uh, probably 150 hours. So maybe not hundreds, but 150 hours into Animal Crossing. And I had a blast playing it. Um, but... Now there's something new for me to do, and I love that. And, you know, they told us that they were going to be doing this new stuff. 
They also have said that there is uh, a new character. Uh, I guess he's been in Animal Crossing before, but there's this new character. It looks like he's an otter, I think. His name is Pascal, and uh, you can trade uh, sea creatures with him, and I guess he'll give you like DIY recipes and stuff like that, which is really cool. There's a bunch of... Um, new crafting things that you can make. And then uh, I guess Gulliver is now dressed up like a pirate. And I don't know what that means, but uh, you can talk to Gulliver and he's dressed like a pirate and says piratey things. And I think that's cool as well. I'm excited for this. I didn't do, I could not care less about the June update where there was like the wedding stuff. And, um, but this is going to pull me back into the game. Uh, The second, uh, unfortunately, uh, the word that they chose is wave. I don't like that. Uh, the second wave comes early August, and we don't know what is going to be included in that. But I think that this new stuff, which is coming in July, is really cool. And uh, I showed, I told my wife about it, and she said, oh, I think I'm going to play Animal Crossing some more as well. And I think that this, this kind of update, which is very different gameplay than before, is going to be something that can pull people back into... Uh, the game quite a bit. Uh, so here's my question. If you had stopped playing Animal Crossing, is this enough to get you interested in playing again? Uh, I'm going to tweet that out and you can reply to that tweet and uh, maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow on the Saturday episode. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. We've heard a lot of rumors talking about uh, Nintendo and delays, which is weird because Nintendo hasn't really announced anything for the second half of the year. So outside of Animal Crossing, which we already knew was coming, there was very few first-party Nintendo games that had been announced that we knew about. Uh, And then they announced um, the weird jump rope game. Uh, which came out the day it was announced, and then they announced uh, Super Mario or Super Paper Mario and the Origami King, which is due out very very soon. But outside of those, we didn't know what games would be coming this year, so it was weird for us to have a bunch of rumors about games being delayed. Now, are games delayed? I'm sure that some of them are, but we wouldn't know because Nintendo never actually made the mistake of announcing these games as on the way. And because of that, um, we don't know if anything is delayed. However, during a recent shareholders meeting, which was live broadcast, uh, there was a Q&A section of which there's always a Q&A section. And uh, this is what Mr. Furukawa had to say about this. They, they said, well, first off, I'll tell you the question. The question was, What are Nintendo's measures against infectious diseases and uh, the coronavirus? And by the way, this is a um, this is translated from Japanese to English, which is a problematic thing. And this is not the official translation from Nintendo yet. Uh, But the question says, what are Nintendo's measures against infectious diseases and coronavirus? Do you work remotely? So the answer is we also have coronavirus countermeasures in house. Development is also done by remote work. There is some delay. However, there is no effect on the games for this term. 
maybe they will be delayed when a second wave of Corona comes. So what does that mean? Well, it means that whatever games Nintendo has planned for this year, they're saying that none of those games have been delayed. But we don't know how accurate that is because we don't know what games Nintendo is ex- was expecting to bring out this year, in the second half of this year. And that's because Nintendo didn't make that mistake of announcing things way in advance. So, I don't know. I don't know how true this is. Um, for them to say that, first off, they did say there is some delay but then they said there's no effect on games that are coming out this term. I assume they mean this year. So what I'm assuming that means is that the games that were to come out next year, those games will be delayed. And right now, the games that Nintendo was planning on shipping this year are still going to come out this year. However, all of that could change once the second wave hits. And I'm, I'm saying when, not if. Uh, Because I'm pretty sure it's still going to hit, uh, especially if uh, people are going back to work and stuff like that. So I'm I'm very curious how the official translation will differ from this. But it seems like um, whatever Nintendo has planned for the end of the year is still on. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, portable power. There are a lot of video game focused content creators out there. And they all think that they have the best community, but they don't. I do. I have the best community. Um, Recently, I was complaining that my son's uh, save for Pokemon and Animal Crossing were gone. And he was not happy about that. And I was not happy about that. And I had a bunch of people say, hey, Bill, I've got a bunch of extra Pokemon that I don't need. Let me share those with him. And so in our community Discord, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, uh, in the Pokemon channel, people were offering to share Pokemon with my son, which is super, super nice of them. And you just heard me drop something if you heard all of that clattering, and I apologize for that. I've tried to record this a couple times, so I'm just going to keep it in. Um, I have the best community. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. If you haven't joined our community... Make sure that you do, uh, because there's over 1,300 other really, really awesome people uh, who are willing to help each other out, and that's that's really amazing. So, so thank you, guys. Speaking of thanking people, I have to thank our patrons. We've got a lot of uh, patrons. We're on our way to 100. Um, sometimes that number goes up, sometimes that number goes down, but we're on our way to 100, and I have to say thank you to all of them. Um I've been trying to find ways to maximize value for the patrons, and I found a way which is really cool. It's a little experiment that I'm trying. Patreon now has access to merch. And if you didn't know, what what does that mean? Well, it means that as part of your Patreon pledge, you can get, as part of your pledge, this is not in addition to your pledge, this is as part of your pledge, you now have access to getting stickers, coffee mugs, or uh, hoodies uh, as part of your pledge. Now, this comes at no additional cost to you. Uh, Patreon does uh, force me to put these items at certain levels, and I can't put them at lower levels. 
but if uh, I, and I don't think I know that most of you and all of you didn't join the Patreon because of these um, these these new rewards, but uh, I think of them as a bonus, as a thank you to the people who support me the most, and I just wanted to say thanks to each and every one of you who is a patron. Well, now you're going to have access to the merch and there's a post on the Patreon that will tell you more about it. And I just have to say, thank you. My community is awesome. You guys rock. Okie dokie. So Ninjala came out this week and I played a little, little bit. Well, we'll get to my thoughts on the game in a little bit. Um, it's been downloaded a million times, which is not a huge surprise. It's a free-to-play game. It's a free-to-play game that has uh, an art style incredibly similar to a very, very popular game, Splatoon. So, I mean, it's a very different type of game, but, well, it's an online competitive game, but it's an online competitive game that's based on melee instead of based on shooting. And... Uh, so while it's very different from Splatoon, it also very much looks like Splatoon, and it kind of appeals to the same crowd because it's an online and competitive game. Um, so it does not surprise me at all that it got a million downloads. Uh, Play Ninjala posted this tweet uh, recently. They said, Thank you, ninjas. We celebrate one million downloads of Ninjala and compensate players for the server access errors that occurred on launch day, everyone will will receive 100 Jala, which is an in-game currency, plus uh, 10 Epon Gum flame weapon skins. So I guess like skins for your characters, which is cool. I think it's good that they said, hey, uh, we apologize that, uh, that the servers were down, but we got it all fixed. It's all up and running. And that's good. And that also tells us, hey, guess what? This game is not peer-to-peer. They have servers, which for a game like this, you want to have servers. Now let's talk about my experience with the game. There is no tutorial in this game. When you start playing for the first time, they load up videos that are on the eShop for some reason. I don't know why they didn't just include those videos with the download so that, because I started it up and then it switches over to the eShop and plays the videos for me that tell me how to play the game, but they don't actually let me like interact with the tutorial. And that makes it really hard to learn the mechanics of the game. Um, You have a couple of different attacks. So uh, you control your character with the left stick. You control the camera with the right stick. Uh, You can also control the camera with the gyro control if you want. I have that turned off because I didn't really feel like it fit for this kind of game. Um, You have your, your basic attack, which is mapped to the right trigger. You have your blowing up the gum mapped to the left trigger. And then you have a quick little dash, which allows you to move a little bit uh, at a quick speed mapped to the left bumper. And then it seems like you also have a different dash attack mapped to, or not, not dash attack, but a different attack mapped to the right bumper. You can also do like a... Uh, a special ability that's on a cooldown on the uh, Y button, and then a, another special ability that's kind of like an ultimate on cooldown that's on X. Now, as I was playing this game, 
I was getting my I was getting my tail handed to me. This game is really really tough. Okay? Um and I I think that it's because other people just understand the mechanics a lot better than I do and I I'm chalking that up to the fact that there's no single player mode for me to learn from. And I think that that is a that's the problem with this particular game is that there is no single player mode that walks me through the process of learning how to use the attacks and in what order that you should do things. You just kind of jump in and there's a training mode, but it doesn't teach you anything. So you are kind of regulated to going out on the internet and looking things up to see if you can figure out how to play that way. And I think that that's like the worst way to learn how to play a game. So if I were to make a change to Ninjala, I would put in a really bare bones campaign. Doesn't even have to be long, like maybe like a five hour or 10 hour campaign that has missions for you to learn how to play the right way. When I was fighting other players, there would be times where we're attacking each other and the game kind of pauses for a second and it brings up the left stick on screen and it shows different arrows for directions to push. Now, sometimes if I push the left arrow or the right arrow, or if I tilt the stick to the left or to the right, my character would then teleport around behind the enemy and I would be able to connect. But other times they would go around me. And I I understand that it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing, but I didn't feel like there was anything to indicate what would be the best move for me to do. And that was a little confusing. There's also times where there will be like, there'll be two other players fighting and I will decide I'm going to come up and third party them, but they have like a little bubble around them. And I'm not sure if that's there to try and prevent third partying, which is perfectly fine, but teach me that in the game. Um, I feel like this game needs a tutorial. And you know what? Let me give you another example of a game that doesn't necessarily need a tutorial. Um, and that w- and that would be like a game like Overwatch. Overwatch is a very run-of-the-mill shooter. It has special abilities that you can use. But for the most part, if you know how to play a shooter, you know how to play Overwatch. Overwatch also included a tutorial to teach you how to play. This game is very different than any other game that I've really played before. And they don't offer a tutorial to teach you the game. And I think that that is, I'm going to chalk that up to poor design. This game needs a tutorial in order to get people to understand what you're supposed to do. I came in second place once. Like I was playing the game. I came in second place. No idea what I did differently in that match than when I came in sixth place in the next match. As far as the monetization model, seems like it's not pay to win. But again, I'm still very early on and uh, I feel like it's kind of just following the Fortnite model where you're paying for cosmetics and stuff like that. And that's totally fine with me. Uh, Or paying to unlock things faster. So... I'm curious what everybody thinks of Ninjala. I'm struggling to understand the mechanics behind it 
especially for a game that is so fast-paced. I don't feel like I have time to really grasp what's happening um, because I feel like I don't have time. I just feel like I'm button mashing all the time, and I, I feel like a tutorial is needed. I've talked about this on the show a bunch. I'm a huge, huge fan of this game, and I can't wait for it to come to Nintendo Switch. And guess what? If you were on the fence about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, I've got some very, very good news for you. It's going to have a demo, which, in my opinion, more games need to have demos, especially if the developer and the publisher believe that they have a fantastic game, they absolutely should put out a demo to show off that game because people play the demo and then they decide, hey, guess what? This game is awesome. I'm going to buy it. Uh, And Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is going to get a demo. Uh, It says here, we're releasing a special free Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition demo on launch day. Take on up to 13 dungeons together with your friends with one purchase of the full game. What? Hold on a sec. So if I, oh, I just, I think I understand this. This is even better. If I buy the game, then other people can download the demo and join me in the game for up to 13 dungeons together. That is really, really fantastic. That means there's going to be a lot of people who are able to play this game without having to buy the game. And I'm sure that there's more than 13 dungeons in it. I am very excited for this game. And I love the idea that they're putting out a free version so that people can can play the game together. I can, I can like one person can buy it and everybody else can play it with them. That's really, really awesome. If you didn't know anything about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, it's a game that originally came out on the GameCube. And in order to really take full advantage of this game, you had to also have the the Game Boy Advance and a connect cable that would connect the Game Boy Advance to um, to the GameCube, right? And then you all you also had to have three other Game Boy Advances and connect cables that would connect them to the GameCube so that four people could each play together and have their own screen at the same time. And it was basically a four-player co-op adventure, but very few people got a chance to really experience this game to its fullest potential, myself included, because I only had one friend that had a Game Boy Advance and a Link cable uh, that would connect it to the uh, GameCube. So now that it's coming to the Nintendo Switch and it has online play, that's not really an issue anymore. But for them to to put out the demo so that they can play with their friends that have the full game, that is really, really awesome. This is going to be a day one purchase. I am very excited for this game. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles coming out later on, I believe in August. That's fantastic. The last thing that I want to talk about today is just a, a, a PSA, a warning for everybody. This comes to us from Game Explain, uh, which, by the way, if you have not checked out 143 Pixels, 
Um, Andre from Game Explained is going to be on season four of 143 pixels. So make sure that you check that out uh, when it comes. Subscribe over at anchor.fm slash 143. But anyway, um, Game Explained posted this video earlier. There is a way that you can use an exploit in order to view the uh, the Wii U eShop stuff on the Nintendo Switch. And so what people are doing are they're using that exploit to bring up games that are not on the Nintendo Switch and then take a screenshot and then, or, or not even a screenshot, like they can record them going through the store and people are now thinking, oh, this is a game that's going to be on the Switch. So not it's not actually on the Switch. It's just somebody's using an exploit to look at the Wii U um, store on the Switch. So I just wanted to let people know that if you see rumors of Super Mario 3D World or stuff like that, that's why. It doesn't mean that it's actually real. And uh, always take rumors with a grain of salt every every single time. It's the end of the show, and it's time for me to thank our patrons. Um, I can't thank each and every patron because we're coming up on 100 patrons, which is absolutely crazy. But what I do at the end of the show is I thank our patrons who are at the producer tier and higher. And we've got some new ones. Um, ever since I started talking more about the Patreon, more people have signed up. So thank you, everybody who has signed up. Uh, but our producers, Trucker Paul, Matt Hadfield, Jordan Forbes, Bowser, Paul Bramblett, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Thank you all for becoming producers. You are fantastic. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to become a, a uh, producer like all of those people, head on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp. You can also become part of our community on our community discord. You can watch the show live on my Twitch channel. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. Um, and if you are interested in checking out other shows, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are about to hear is Cornarius Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Big thanks to them for letting me use their music. I'm out of here. You guys stay awesome. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check us out over at gstu.net.